Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys, it's Sally here. I hope you're really well. So this week, Service Accommodation Secrets is all about uh, your problem guests in service accommodation. And we've been really lucky, actually, in that we've not had that many problem guests so far and people have been uh, quite easy to sort of help and, and deal with any issues. But we have had an incident recently where we've actually ended up uh, with um, letting the police know about these guests and um, giving a statement as well. I had to do the other day and I just thought I'd let you know that these things can happen and it's not that unusual, uh, you know, to have different things going on that that we have to deal with. So I've got um, nine tips all about how you can... um, avoid these things in the first place but also to deal with it effectively so the first thing is if you advertise your SA unit so whether it's a house or apartment whatever it is um, online so if you're on booking.com or have your own website make it clear that you require guest ID um, prior to the guest arriving so before check-in so it may be that currently you're only asking for it um, on arrival so ask for it prior to arrival and I'll go into these in a bit more detail hi Emma good to see you and the next thing is you know have terms and conditions that are clear house rules as well third thing is take deposits not necessarily fully um, taken but at least pre-authorized so you have some comeback if your house rules and T's and C's are broken. And so, yeah, four is really make sure that you do advertise that you have to have the ID and you have to have um, all the details that you request as part of your terms before the guests actually come. So I think I've just repeated that, but really important because uh, sometimes you can get a bit blasé about these things and it has actually caused us this most recent issue because I personally wasn't quite vigilant enough. If you get suspicious or something doesn't quite feel right or if it's a last minute booking say and you're not getting the information you need just phone the guest. Don't just think oh they'll email me. Phone them and you may do this anyway as a matter of your process. We don't every single guest um, before arrival but quite often we do and it does actually help quite a lot. So we've actually had some no-shows of people who I suspect were um, not necessarily adhering to the rules, not necessarily got um, real credit cards and you know they just haven't shown up. But also the the people who are coming to stay they know that you're a real person and sometimes it can just make them behave a little bit better rather than you being a faceless company um that you know they can just do anything to it doesn't really matter so much people find it easier to say um defraud or something a company rather than an individual they've spoken to hi debbie hope you're well 
Hi, Steve, too. So I don't know if you've ever experienced any of these problems, but it may be that um, you are in the middle of uh, having a guest stay and there are no problems, but things arise as they're staying, which is what actually happened with us. And I'll go into the detail of that. And if you do have an issue going on, then it's a good idea to make sure that you, uh, you know, ascertain what's actually happening. And if you need to, just call the police. Don't be shy to do that. So I'll go into the reasons why as well. Um, and if you need to get your guests to leave the property, then do that too. And I'll go into what happened with us about that. So, because if somebody's breaking your rules, they actually forfeit their right to stay according to our T's and C's. So if you have T's and C's that say that, then you can actually do that before anything else untoward happens. And if the guest has booked via one of the portals like booking.com or Airbnb, you know, let the online travel agent, whichever one it is, know, let them know what's going on so that you're not liable for um, commissions and things if people um, haven't paid or break your rules. And, you know, just so that they're fully aware so that it's not a case of, you know, several weeks later, you say, oh, I really should have got some comeback from that guest and booking.com and saying, well, you didn't tell us because you can report guest misconduct. If a payment hasn't been made, you can tell Airbnb and actually we've had experience of both of these things recently and finally um, number nine is actually get to know your neighbors a bit so that they can help you and as well as your housekeeping team being your eyes and ears the people who are around the area will know that there's something iffy going on um you know if you let them know that um well they will know that your business is going on but people in our area so we've got pizza delivery guys all know what we do and they say hi we have chats and they were really supportive in this recent incident we had so let's go back to number one so the first thing is getting the guest id now we we always get the guest id and there are rules if people are coming to stay in hotels you have to have their uh, name and nationality and, and see their passport you're supposed to also know their onward journey as well you know onward destination but uh, what can happen is that people don't like giving ID but you know if it's part of your terms then you need to insist on it because otherwise you have no comeback if something happens that is illegal fraudulent or just somebody you know upfront says oh I'm not going to pay or they just break your rules you don't have any comeback if you don't really know who they are because they can just disappear and so we always ask for a passport um, photo page if it's a guest from overseas we also ask for address if it's a uk guest then we ask for a copy of their uk driving license if they've got one and those are really good because obviously they've got the address on as well and that's really helpful and make sure that this actually matches what you've got if it's in somewhere like booking.com as well and so I made really basic error with this recent thing that happened with us in that booking came in, we have a VA as well, and she actually took payment and the card was saved and that was all fine. But actually, uh, the ID that came through was a different address than what was supplied on booking.com. And that would normally ring alarm bells with me. 
But um, I did speak to the guest that it was a last minute booking and he said, oh, um, I've just moved. It's my mother's address. And for some reason, unknown to me, I let that go. But, you know, it came back to um, give me hassle. So serves me right, really, doesn't it? So stick to your process, stick to your rules. But everything seemed fine with the booking. Now, we do have terms and conditions and the guests had signed those. And so make sure you've got house rules of things that, you know, need to happen. And also, so that's uh, number two, have terms and conditions and house rules that people sign. However you want to do that, whether it's through, we use to keep, but there's form site and there's um, signable. There's all different things that you can use. And have, um, number three is have deposits. Right, so Emma's asking about Airbnb. So Airbnb is a bit different. Now it's up to you. If you, because you advertise, um, that you want to see ID, then you can still ask to see it. That's fine. But with Airbnb, obviously they take payments. So you've got slight pressure off in terms of, um, you know, car details, etc. Because we're responsible for all of that normally. But with Airbnb, I still get guests to sign terms and conditions because you know they could just as easily uh, damage something or smoke in the apartment or do something illegal like take drugs. Um, Airbnb actually seem quite heavenly, don't they? In a lot of ways, because <laughs> it means you're going to get paid, and I think you're insured as well, aren't you? If there's damaged as well, so it's up to you whether you want to take. ID. If they're completely new to Airbnb, there's no reviews, I would definitely get ID because sometimes people are verified, um, but you know, they've not got any reviews from any other people. So I would in that case anyway. So it's your call, Emma there, but good question. Thank you. And again, you know, if you've got an issue with a guest damaging something, you can decide about deposits with, with Airbnb as well. Um, because they they have the insurance but certainly we've been out of pocket in the past because we did not take deposits really important to take deposits because if you don't then you know you don't know something could go wrong we've not had that many but we've had some guests where before we introduced deposits and we had quite a lot of extra cleaning and some damage that we had no comeback for um, because we hadn't done that and we only had a virtual credit card in Airbnb and booking.com sorry and it we just couldn't resolve it with them so what we do is pre-authorize through stripe which lasts seven days now if your stay your guest stay is longer than seven days i would take the deposit amount and then refund it if if all is well because otherwise your captured payment will go and it's actually quite a good way the pre-authorization to test a card um is actually uh, you know, working because it has to actually freeze that amount in the person's account. So if the amount isn't there, then, you know, you, you're not going to be able to do it. So all being well, they've got money to pay for their booking because, and we ask for payment upfront. So most people are really nice and it's just sometimes you do have problems with people. So it's just if you have that process and decide what it is and stick to it, it just really helps to cover you when things go wrong. So for us, we did get these guests to sign T's and C's 
and we did take a deposit and that all was authorized as well and there were quite a lot of guests staying in the apartments for in in one apartment and that was fine it was not a problem and not unusual really to be honest and quite good um, but it was when um, the guests went to renew their booking wanted to do another two weeks that things went wrong and uh, the card was declined um, and then what happens what happened was that the guest rather than booking directly with me like they were going to while I was talking to uh, this guest he actually booked on uh, on booking.com again and I said to him we were doing a direct booking I'm not sure if I'm going mad but actually you've just booked again on booking.com and it did seem strange and I couldn't sort of seem to understand what was going on with the guest and he said oh, actually perhaps I'll just try and book one week and I'll give you another card and this kind of thing went on I'll come to that in a minute um Emma and so uh yeah what happened was the guest said okay well I'd like to book that week and so it's like okay so we did have that reserved in booking.com and so trying to take payment the first thing you do if it's declined in booking.com is that you mark the card as invalid so always do that because that means that if the guest doesn't update their card and you can't actually uh, take payment then booking.com will realize and they won't charge you the commission um, and it might also be within your no cancellation period which is what happens for us because we have a 14 day no cancellation period as well uh, so I'll come to your question Emma it's about deposits do you ask for Airbnb client card details for deposit um, with Airbnb actually we don't do that because they are responsible for payment um, they give quite a lot of support with payment and that's another example I'll go to so we don't actually with Airbnb if it was um, a completely new guest then uh, potentially we might I think actually but we don't get we usually have guests with reviews so I think it would be worth doing if you have somebody who's not checked out at all um, by other by other guests you know how you get the reviews from the other guests and the other hosts but actually Airbnb cover you so it's not an essential thing we've always dealt with Airbnb slightly differently but I'll go into a scenario that we had recently, which honestly, I'm not madly, madly experienced with Airbnb and it. they were actually very good. So that was awesome. Hi, Paula. So you've got your guest ID that you're requesting. You have your T's and C's and you have um, your deposit or you've worked out with Airbnb what your process is and then so on the online portal number four is advertise that you do require ID before the guest arrives and to um, have ID for your payment and your guests actually coming before they come and also that you take a deposit and that you need them to sign terms and conditions because that way if they say, oh, I'm not going to supply that, then you can say, well, I'm sorry, but as part of our property booking, 
um, then you have to do it. So they, they can't actually refuse. And we do have actually a series of quite gentle templates to send to people because some people are quite nervous about this, you know, honest people, because they just feel like, you know, they're being um, asked for ID in a, an arena where perhaps they haven't before. And they, turning it around, suspect fraud the other way around. But we are always very um, sort of gentle and sort of firm, though, to say, well, we really do need this if you'd like to stay. And we explain why it's not uncommon for small operators of service accommodation. And although you may not have had to do it before, you know, it protects both of us from fraud and your card from potential fraud as well, because we we make sure that you are who you say you are. And generally speaking, people accept that. So, and as long as they know in advance. But if something seems a bit strange, then, you know, with Airbnb, booking.com, anyone, direct bookings, do call them and then ask them what's going on and you'll get a feel because sometimes people's cards are declined just because they haven't, um, you know, sorted out their admin or they've given you the wrong card number. You know, it may be one that they don't have credit limit on or something. You know, mistakes can happen and we've had company credit cards that have been declined as well. So it's not just individuals. Hi, Thomas. So it can happen with all sorts of different people. And so actually when a card was declined, you know, with this recent example, I wasn't that surprised, but it just seemed a bit strange that somebody would book on booking.com when they were actually planning to book direct with me. And it seemed to be the reason was they didn't have to give the details because um, sometimes it's something like the postcode doesn't match. So we use Stripe at the moment. We're possibly changing to something like 3D secure because that gives extra um, security as well. So possibly changing to that. But Stripe has been good and they're introducing new measures, I know. But uh, yeah, it didn't really help with this occasion. But so you make sure that the postcode matches and you've got all the details and then it will go through. But just speak to the people because people are people and you can find out what's going on with them and you'll soon know normally if there's something weird going on or if they start telling you some tall story that then doesn't match later or if it's just a genuine thing, you know, you can usually tell. And so if your guests are there in your property and you realise there actually is an issue, which is what happened with us, then tell somebody about it so tell whoever you're you're booked through so tell booking.com tell airbnb tell which other agency it might be you know quite often and um, we have corporate bookings who um sit you and stuff but that's not going to be usually that scenario but you might have direct bookings as well um but we got suspicious about this booking because we had a call saying that potentially um, when this extended booking, one of them did go through, um, I had a call from somebody saying that his card had been cloned and I thought this is very strange and the guys were constantly extending their deadline to pay so it was that afternoon, that evening and so we were poised to cancel the booking because the card was marked as invalid so as soon as the deadline in booking.com was going to run out because they give the guests a certain amount of time, we'd have just cancelled it. And then these particular guests in this circumstance, they'd actually rebooked in somebody else's name. 
sent ID through, signed T's and C's, and we put the card through and it worked, but then realized it was actually the same phone number as the other guests. So it looked like it was somebody else, but it was actually the same original guest. So match up your phone numbers. If somebody's phone number and address is the same as a guest that you're having issues with, obviously they're working together. So I actually called the police at this point because I thought this is, all seems very strange. But I have this slight... Um, unease because the guests are still staying in our property so it's like you know you then start worrying about things like are they going to get you know um kind of vengeful and, and damage things are they actually going to leave are you going to actually have the key back all these sorts of things um because they may not care about this deposit which i had retained at this point as well and so I told booking.com exactly what was happening and you can also mark a booking as fraudulent in booking.com so I did that but I explained to them it was under um, investigation now it wasn't um, resolved but it was being investigated now a lot of you may have asked the police to come to your properties and got nowhere and it seemed a little bit like that might happen with this because it wasn't urgent and nobody was in immediate danger but the next morning, the guests were due to leave because although they tried to book again, um, we were going to cancel that booking and um, the card was marked invalid and fraudulent subsequently. And so we knew that they were going to need to leave and they'd been communicating with us by text. So um, I'm still on number six about your guests and and sorting things out while they're still there. So before they actually leave, make sure you tell all the relevant people what's going on and if it seems really serious I would definitely tell the police even if you feel a bit cynical oh they won't come you've heard stories about the police don't do anything at least if you've got a record of what you think is going on or what you've it's not even your opinion it's just the facts as you know them so I just told them the facts as I knew them there was a potential um, fraudulent card that possibly was cloned and I'd had certain phone calls that I reported to them different discussions with people so it's all on record because if you potentially know that um, something illegal is going on at your property so for example um, if you suspect there might be a not just a, a sex worker but there might be actually a brothel if you know that and you don't report it to the police actually that is um an offence that you can be put in prison for. So if you suspect something, and maybe you suspect drugs or something like that, then you are completely um, clean and above board if you reported everything, even if the police don't come. And I said to them, you know, the police on the phone, I said, what do we do? Because these guys are supposed to be leaving tomorrow morning. I didn't know if they were um, violent people, just absent-minded guests, people doing drugs, trafficking. I had no idea just didn't know and they basically said well do what you would normally do just go through your normal process of checking somebody out asking them to leave if they're late leaving and if anything changes and looks nasty just call us so it's like okay great thanks so that's really encouraging isn't it <laughs> so Pete and I Pete said I'll come with you it's like thank you um because uh Sarah my amazing supervisor wasn't around anyway so I was gonna have to go up there and deal with this and I wouldn't expect her to do it on her own anyway but hi David by the way so Pete and I went up there having said to the guests that they needed to be checked out by 10 and leave the keys and uh, we got there and they clearly were still there 
most definitely. And so we waited a little bit until just after 10 o'clock and knocked on the windows um, because we didn't get a response with the doorbell and the door. And finally, we did actually get these guests to leave and they hadn't actually damaged anything, but it did look like there was potential for drugs going on there and the place was an absolute tip and uh, it took the cleaners a lot longer to clean and yeah it was a complete mess so quite a lot of house rules broken Um, ornament uses an ashtray clearly when there's no smoking in the entire building and all that kind of thing and what else they were doing I actually have no idea Um, but we did get them to leave but we did actually call the police while they were there because they were becoming abusive and slightly uh, worrying in their behavior but bringing into my final point which is actually guest number nine so number seven is get the guests out of your SA unit at the right time don't let them stay longer wasn't fun at all Paula (laughs) but oh god the adrenaline was going honestly um so make sure you do get them to leave because you don't want to get into some kind of you know situation where they're staying there and thinking they're entitled to stay there um and as I said, we'd already told booking.com what was going on, but also when we got there, because our neighbours know what we do in the property and because they became aware, we'd said to them as soon as we got there, we're really worried about these guys. Um, the guy who's there, who's always um, around because he delivers pizzas for Domino's who are around the corner, he just stood there and, and supported Pete when this guy came up to him looking on the offensive and just stood his ground. And also his car had boxed in their car. So we got their registration plates and they couldn't just leave. And they actually ran off. Um, we've no idea what they were up to, but the police know about them. And I've had to give a statement about it. And I'm more than happy to give information like that when it's suspicious, because it may be that it will prevent them you know, defrauding other people. And that's something actually I missed out, which I should have an extra point, is if you have something like this happen in your property, so, you know, you're not sure what's going on, but it seems really dodgy, let your uh, immediate area of SA operators know. So we have a WhatsApp group, so I let everybody know on the Friday when I became suspicious and when I called the police. And I also sent a post into one of the Facebook groups, Problem Guests on SA. And that means that other people can search the names rather than having to have these guests book with them. So that's a really important thing to do too. And um, it was quite funny in the end, I have to say, um, was that uh, we had a text from this guest saying, um, what happened to our other apartments? Um, we had a booking for them and they weren't happy with the recent level of service they'd received i.e we had to chuck them out of the apartment and we weren't unpleasant we were just firm so that was quite funny it's like honestly you think you're coming back so then obviously once all of that had happened we let booking.com know take pictures as well so extra tips take lots of pictures so before the guests arrive afterwards what it looks like so we sent pictures through we explained what was happening booking.com have a certain series of uh, guest misconduct issues and so they'd broken several of those and it's just normal sorts of things so it's not um, respecting your check-in and out policy and small um, damage major damage um, 
it could be leaving the place excessively dirty and it could be theft all those kinds of things not paying you know leaving without paying all these things come into guest misconduct so make sure that you've got a note of everything that's happened have emails and send it through so i called booking.com but i also sent them messages and they have like a a tick box thing where you can report guest misconduct and then they look into it more more deeply but because we had the deposit we could keep the deposit because the house rules were clearly broken uh, and you know that that really was number eight tell booking.com what's going on if it's booking.com so another instance just to go into airbnb so we don't currently take deposit for that but you could have a policy for that if you wanted to there's nothing to stop you because you could call a guest and say look you don't have a history on airbnb i'm sure everything's fine but i want to take a deposit you can do that and also we discovered with um booking.com even if you have a, a virtual credit card which means it's only to the value of your booking you can also contact the guests and ask them to take a deposit through their credit card and we've done that with guests who have used the virtual credit card since we had this issue but airbnb i sort of trust them to take the payment a bit more so recently we had an incident separate completely um, we had three guys who were working together and they'd book for one guest instead of three and we actually charge a bit more for um, additional guests because it you know it's more linen running costs etc so I needed to get um, the payment from them for that so rather than doing it outside of Airbnb what I did was um, told Airbnb what was going on and they have a thing called a resolution centre and it's best to do it before the guest actually checks in um, we messed up with this actually and we're trying to do it while they were there and we did have some difficulties so Airbnb said okay we're dealing with this there was a supervisor dealing with it and she said what we'll do is we won't take commission on the extra amount which was quite a lot of money to be fair hi Mike good to see you and so they chased them for the money and sent a link for a payment but in the resolution center you can send a request for payment to the guest if there's an excess payment that they haven't paid and they did actually resolve that the guest paid and they messaged us as well the guests they were perfectly happy to pay so airbnb i'm not quite so worried about deposits and payments in that way but you could if you wanted ask the guest for the separate id for the separate credit card it's up to you and it depends um you know how often these things happen to you and whether you want that as part of your process it's actually completely up to you but certainly i would do all of these things with booking.com guests and anyone who comes to you directly from your website um or just phones you up randomly because they've seen you online i would do all of those things and people who are honest generally don't mind at all because you know they've got nothing to hide and i would reiterate as well that most people are really nice and lovely and respect everything and they're really grateful for what they have so it is rare but i thought i would share that this does actually happen and you do have to go and extract people from your property from time to time and part of our t's and c's which i think i might have said before is that people are signing um, to agree that they are just guests so they're not tenants and they don't have any right to stay any longer than you've agreed so because I was speaking to one of our uh, friends in the community she had friends who couldn't get the guests out and I'd literally go in and get them to leave 
and not leave until they went and put their stuff outside. I think you have to be quite firm with people because, you know, with SA, it's more like hospitality. It's not like tenants. It's a different thing. So always get them to sign those T's and C's and then you can uphold them. So I'll just go through those nine points again. There are a few added things in there as well. So always get your ID, always have T's and C's, always take a deposit, um, always advertise that you do all of these things and they must be done before the guests arrive. Phone the guests. So number five, phone the guests if you are and suspicious if you don't normally phone them. If you phone them anyway, then that's fine. You find out about them and, uh, you know, whether they might need to stay longer and so forth. And if you have suspicious um or suspicions uh, or suspicious activity before the guest actually leaves, act on it. Tell booking.com, Airbnb, tell the police. And then make number seven, make sure the guest leaves. And number eight, tell the tell booking.com an update, let them know, have photos, back it all up. And finally, make sure your neighbours in your area know what you do and can support you when you have dodgy stuff dodgy things going on and you need a bit of support even if it's just moral support and they can be your eyes and ears if they've seen people something we still don't have actually is the ring cam to see people coming and going so that may be a good idea uh, i think we when we have an incident we think okay perhaps we should do that and then there's so few and far between that we just haven't done it yet but you know if it seems like you might get that kind of thing that would be a good thing to do so that's really it for today. If you've got any comments or questions about that, or if you've got any experiences to share, any problem guests that you still got in your property, do comment in the service accommodation secrets pages as well. Go for it, because uh, we're all community and can help each other. Brilliant, thanks guys, take care. Sharing the secrets of success.